0: You're listening to Sprott Money's Monthly Wrap-Up with Craig Hemke.
1: Happy holidays and welcome back to your Sprott Money news, SprottMoney.com monthly and well, yearly wrap-up. It's December, 2022. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, but more important than that is our co-host this month, Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good to see you, my friend.
0: Hey, Craig. Great to be back here. And, uh, as I said uh, in chatting with you before this, it's a great day for us to be here. We don't get many days when big, big, big things are happening at the precious metals. But, you know, we got a $30 move in gold and a dollar plus increase in silver. So that rarely ever happens. So happy to be here.
1: <laughs> yeah, you think back to all those calls we did on a weekly basis. If there was, You know, you might get a pop in the metals while we're recording them on a Friday. And then by the time it gets posted, yeah <clears throat> <laughs> Oh, well, we, we can talk about that as we go, because that's been sure. happening a little less little less frequently oh, yeah. as we go yeah. through the year. Um, I, I, before we begin, again, always just want to remind people that all of this content, the monthly previews with Christopher Muhlen, uh the Ask the Expert segments, all the, the blogs that are written that I write, and David Brady writes, all of that's provided free. So there's a couple of things you can do to thank Sprott Money. Uh, at least subscribe or like their channel on whatever one you're listening to, that helps them get the kind of spread a wider net. But then also I'm, as you're buying physical metal, keep Sprout Money in mind, go to SproutMoney.com Right now you can still check the holiday gift guide. Uh, but even if after the holidays, 2023 is going to be a crazy year. If you need some physical metal, there's always great deals. If you need a place to store that physical metal, they can help you with that too. So SproutMoney.com, And of course, just pick up the phone and call them at 888- 861 075 075 it's four numbers 0775 and uh, someone will be happy to help you. Uh, Eric we're recording this it is December the 20th 2022 we've got uh seven or eight trading days left in the year. I suppose we should start with the year in general. My gosh, I mean I I, I I'll remember it for a couple of things. One, the absolute bottom dropping out of the mining shares for six months, you know, where the GDX went from 44 to 22. But then on the flip side, if I, you know, when we did this last year, if I'd have said, Hey, Eric, uh, I got some bad news for you, man, the fed's going to run off these 75 basis point rate hikes a couple times in a row, the two-year notes going to go from under 1% to over 4%. If I'd have told you that gold would basically be even on the year after all of that, you'd have thought, what? Yep. So how do you, what do you want to focus on the good news or the bad news? (laughs) Well, you know me, I I like focusing
0: on the good news. Okay. uh, Let's do as I sit here and think about the year and precious metals, and there's many things to talk about besides precious metal, but in precious metals, to think that silver is at basically 24 in the COMEX today. And it was 1750. A few months ago, it's put in a 40% move to the upside almost. And, um, And this is while everything else is getting absolutely hammered. Yeah. Bonds, stocks, cryptocurrencies, housing, like where do you, private equity, the SPACs, there's hardly been a place to put your money where you're able to hold your own. But uh, shockingly, silver's now up on the year. And gold's essentially unchanged. And I sometimes I look at it and say, oh, my God, I'm ever lucky that I own those things. In this market environment that we have, this is a bad, bad fair market. And it feels to me like it's going to get a lot worse. I mean, it's just I can't believe how I happen to be short some securities, typically FANG type things. Yeah, And, and I just can't believe how almost every day they, they show weakness these days. Doesn't matter yeah. what's going yeah. on. Down, down, down. And, of course, um, I do use other influences. Uh, for example, you know, I'm aware of Mike Wilson from uh, from Morgan Stanley and uh, uh, Zoltan Pozar from Credit Suisse. And, mm-hmm. and these are the sort of recognized guys who have had a grasp on where this market's going. And it's not very pleasant what they're even looking forward to. Right. In fact, I think uh, – um, Wilson was suggesting we're going to we likely go to 3,000 on the SP. I mean, that's a fair distance from here, considering how much we've gone down. You mm-hmm. uh, have uh, Posar, who's been great on the Fed, suggesting that, gee, it looks like there might be some access between China and Russia where they're going to get a currency that will include gold as, as a backer of it. Well, you know, these are are wonderful things to contemplate that uh, we might've thought were appropriate long ago. Like what's going on in the world is, is not good. Uh, particularly from a, I'm going to say from a U.S. perspective with this crazy war in the Ukraine and it's getting deeper and deeper. And, and unfortunately the U S keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper into it. And who knows where that's all going to go, but yeah. it's not, not looking pretty these days. So that's okay. only, a, that's only touching on a few of the, kind of key items that we have to worry about.
1: Well, where do you stand kind of macro wise? You know, I, I, I'll I be writing my uh, annual forecast here over the next couple of weeks. And I've already kind of crystallized in my head that once again, we're looking at a year like 2010 or 2019, where everybody thinks, oh, QE's all done and rates are going higher. And then by the middle of the year, oh, here comes a QE again. And then here come the rate cuts. Yeah. Is that kind of where you, are you in the camp of higher for longer, kill inflation, or that the Fed will have to capitulate?
0: I don't know whether they're going to be able to kill inflation. And so, for example, yeah. just one data point I'll mention, in the last CPI report, I think they said that vegetable prices went up 38% in November and are up 80% year over year. Now, I will guarantee you that the CPI probably does recapture that one way or another because <laughs> Obviously wow. no one's eating vegetables anymore, right? right exactly.
1: To- Who eats vegetables? So, you know, what are potato chip prices? Bread
0: or something. Anyway, uh like that was a shocking number to me. The fact that uh, I think it's 63% of the population is living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. That's worrisome. Yeah. So the, the fact that logic says people don't have excess money to spend. Right. They don't Between the fuel and the food and the interest rates going up and the fear that when their mortgage uh, matures, all of a sudden they're going to have a huge uh, increase in their mortgage costs. Yeah. It's got to be frightening out there to the average citizen. And how about the split of the population in the United States where, you know, you have conservatives and liberals and the the, the two just can't see eye to eye here. It's awful what's happening. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how, how I don't think there's a resolution on that because people are getting so intransigent in their positions yeah. that uh, goodness knows where it's going to go. So, for example, when I see uh, the Twitter revelations by Matt Taibbi uh, of the involvement of the FBI and so on, and of course, none of this <laughs> mainstream media even reports on it. Right. But we, you read about it every day. Well, I read about it because why do I read? Because I get that stuff. Right. But the average person wouldn't have the slightest idea of what's going on. So it's, uh, that's a problem. I think uh, the, uh, who was it? The, was it the BIS that came out and said, we might have a derivatives problem. We talked mm-hmm. about having 80 trillion of derivatives mm-hmm. based on currencies and you might have noticed today, there was a currency that went up 3% Japanese yen. Mm-hmm. Now, if all that 80 trillion was in the Japanese yen, someone would be down 2.4 trillion today. <laughs> today. <Good laughs> you know, like, excuse me. So, but because it's all out there, right? People don't, they think it doesn't move much. Well, gee, the uh, US dollar is falling by like 10% here. Yeah. Yeah. And like this, These things are happening. They're kind of crazy out there. So. And, of course, I do worry about the whole vaccinated thing and the people being unable to work and the problems in the hospitals because people are sicker because of, I think, from the vaccine injury. So those are big, big, big things that kind of slow you down. The whole housing market just falling flat in its face here. And I don't know whether we've seen the spillover of that. Yeah. You know, the well, people losing houses, people losing their cars. Oh, my God. It's not not nice to contemplate it.
1: Well, so, all right, let me ask you this. because I, I just recorded uh, a thing with Steph Pomboy, our, our uh, Ask the Expert segment for this month. And I'd invite everybody to go to Sprout Money and look that up. She had full of great insights. And I asked her, I said, okay, so for the stock market, you know, the S&P the next year, uh, what's more important? Is it QE or is it the P.E.? I mean because you think at some point fundamentals have to matter but maybe not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well I think they are going to matter and that's for example where Mike Wilson goes he says it's got nothing to do with the Fed anymore. It has to do with growth and the fact that we won't have growth. And uh I think you can it, it's almost palpable what's happening out there right that people can aren't spending money. When they yeah. do the ISM surveys and the uh, the uh consumer sentiment surveys they will you think it's a good time to buy a Dishwasher, and you know nobody thinks it's a good time to buy a dishwasher, right? So they are living hand to mouth, Um, and I I don't see a solution to this. And if the Fed comes back and and prints too early again, then maybe uh, inflation really sets in, and inflation, of course, is worse for the middle income to lower income guy. That's the guy really suffering, and you need them. So
1: uh,
0: I think we have a growth issue. Uh, staring us in the face here. And then we'll see it sort of bleeding out as we keep getting these surveys. And they just, what I see the, the survey of housing done down 12 months in a row, you know, we're down to like, uh, I don't know, the numbers like minus 80% or something versus the north. So it's not, uh, things aren't going to get better anytime too soon.
1: So is the Fed, Where where do you stand in this? Is, you know, as we begin the year, Again, like 2019, all these eight-figure Wall Street economist guys, like Jan Hotzius at Goldman Sachs, are talking about, you know, the Fed funds going to five or six percent, you know, and the ten-year note going to five percent. I I think they're going to be cutting, you know, by the middle of the year. Where, where do you stand on this? Do you think that that eventually, I mean, by the before we even get to the end of next year, will they be cutting?
0: I would guess that the economy will be so desperately bad. Yeah. That the Fed the Fed might assume some responsibility for that. And unfortunately there's not much room for uh, the governments to help out here because they've just wasted so much money and they got so many commitments. Yeah. Uh, so I know I do think the Fed will have to do something but I think the fact that they do it will have some terrible repercussions as well as you can imagine. I mean, it's just if people think that inflation is legitimately here to stay then uh, the the economy is going to have a very, very, very difficult time uh, gaining any traction.
1: Yeah. And so if that's the case, then let me, I mean, here's another thing that's been on my mind. Yeah. And you'll remember the, you know, these days back in the late seventies, you know, and into 1980, finally, it took hold that, you know, inflation was here to stay and it kept getting worse and worse. And that's when, you know, gold had gone from a hundred dollars to $200 or from 35 to 200, then back to a hundred. And then it went to 900 Uh, and the mining shares, so many mining shares that were 50 cents went to $30 or $40, that sort of thing, because they finally lost credibility, you know, and, 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 and nobody started, you know, nobody sold. They just kept bidding things higher. Do you think we could be on the verge of that again?
0: Well, when I look at the precious metals, and I, there's certain people that I'm tending to follow now more than others. And the, the one person I'm following the most is a guy named Michael Oliver, who you interviewed. Yeah. And he's a momentum uh, analyst, technical mem- momentum analyst. And his view has been that um, silver will be by far the most impressive commodity moving forward here. And I might even say that to one of the numbers, and he believes. And of course, it's all worked out. It was done from seventeen fifty to twenty four bucks. Okay, this is a big move. Most of the silver stocks I own that are producers are up thirty and forty percent. They're in a bull market. Silver is in a bull market. Mm-hmm. And according to his uh, prognosis, based on where we got to today, that we're off to the races here. And he believes that it could move to thirty. And he uses in quotations with speed like really fast yeah and of course he, he he further believes that you're going to go through 30 you're going to go to 50 for sure now you can imagine what's going to happen to some of these stocks so it gets back to 50 dollars. i mean it'll just be yeah. it'll be a rip roaring yeah. performance and i tend to think that's true and of course i have some fundamentals reason for thinking it's true first of all you know being a believer in the gata boys who say it's been manipulated all these 40 years believing ted butler who says it's been manipulated for for 40 years and you kind of see it coming in the end as you see these delivery issues that keep showing up that it makes a lot of sense and of course the fact that silver is available in the ground 12 to 1 but it trades at 75 to 1.
1: yeah like
0: it's totally ridiculous the situation we find ourselves in so I think it could go a long, long way. It's going to, I hope it goes way beyond any $50, way beyond that.
1: Well, you're making me think, I bet people would love to know what you're thinking about the physical side of it, because I remember getting a text from you a couple of, just out of the blue a couple of months ago about, have you seen the import numbers into India? Oh Uh, And then, well, and then, you know, we had this, this report from the Silver Institute, which is never, you know, like anybody's best friend, but here right. they were talking about, what, the 150 million ounce supply deficit yeah. next year? Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. you're monitoring the the flows out of the COMEX and out of the LBMA. What do you make of the, the physical side of things?
0: Well, it's the physical side that's, in my mind, driving things, okay? And even, for example, Ted Butler believes that uh, Bank of America is short a billion ounces to yeah. silver. Now, I'm not, I don't know what I mean, he saw a data point that suggested that, okay? And then all of a sudden, of course, like a lot of data points it disappeared for some bizarre reason. Um, But I firmly believe that uh, silver always traded kind of a 15 to 1 ratio to gold, uh, which would imply a number well north of $100 already. I think uh, gold's about to go, too. I know that... um, Michael Oliver, I think his target is something like $3,000. Well, if you had 15 to one, it'd be $200 silver. Okay. Yeah. So
1: yeah.
0: that that's, and, and I would say this, these things don't have to happen exactly like that to do well. I mean, if it goes to 30, we're going to do well. If it goes to 35, we're going to do well, you know, but if you really want to score big in life, maybe you got to believe in silver here and load up. Yeah. And when you, you mentioned Sprott Money, I bought a lot of hundred thousand ounce bars of silver through Sprott Money recently, thinking that okay, it's well in train here. We are in a bull market in silver for sure. So yeah. don't miss it.
1: Well, yeah, and you see the I've seen the reports, you know, it's not just even silver, copper and lead and zinc and aluminum and all the rest, the stockpiles around the globe just continue yeah. to be depleted. And you just wonder if uh, commodities in general are going to be rallying and the dollar is falling. Uh, We might be onto something here in 2023.
0: Well, I I would say that things are working our way. Um, I know that uh, Michael Oliver's number on gold, I think is 1860, it goes through 1860 things. Okay. We're in a whole new bull market here and we're going to go a long way. We'll just blow through the old high, like, Nobody's business. So uh, these are um, all the data. Most of the data, particularly the silver, is, is just screaming at you to do something. And the fact that the uh, commercial shorts—this is using Ted buckers word—commercial shorts really aren't adding to their shorts anymore. Yeah. And voila, the price goes from seventeen fifty to twenty four dollars, just like that. Yeah. Because they're not in the game because they've been told. Don't keep doing this. Right. Quit manipulating the price of silver. Thank right. you very much. Right. And maybe, I'm... maybe if they do, maybe they realize just like our friends at uh, Wells Fargo got slapped for three point seven billion today for messing around with their customers and cheating yep.
1: them. Yep. And yep. I
0: think that these regulators can see what's going on here. I mean, it's as obvious as can be. So maybe the word's out. Well, can that interfere with it.
1: That Basel three stuff might be having an impact too. And yes. I, I know you track the commitment of traders' reports like I do at my site. Yes. And isn't it fascinating that even as of last week, I mean, silver's at $24 and the banks, the you know, they call them swap dealers on that report. Um, but those are the banks. I mean, what are swaps, right? Yeah. They're futures and options yeah. and who deals them, the yeah. banks. Yeah. They were still just they're basically net flat at $24 and yeah. in open interest, Eric. Open interest in COMEX silver is the lowest it's been in nine years. Right. So is there a potential for, I mean, we've all been waiting. And I know Ted Butler's talked about this for, you know, a decade. Maybe the next time the banks won't. Four decades. Four
0: decades. (laughs) For 10, four decades.
1: (laughs) Is that, yeah. Is there a potential for that? That maybe some of them will start to stand down and not get short?
0: No, I honestly think that this is very likely to happen. When you see the physical, well take the indian thing i mean yeah what did they buy oh my god did they buy like 300 million ounces of silver up from 100 million yeah well, how does one country buy an extra 200 million ounces in an 800 million ounce market how does that happen right how could you get it well there's only one way to happen comex inventories down lba and lbma inventories down and yes they, it looks like they had enough to supply it, but God forbid they keep buying. And now I gather that the Chinese might be doing some buying on the Shanghai futures exchange. Yep. So it could be uh, really hot. But it is really hot right now. Let's call a spade a spade.
1: So safe to say silver is something that's on your radar. <laughs> 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 As we go been, into the new you year. Know what's
0: funny? I mean, your your listeners might find it this interesting. The first thing I look at every morning is the CME data from the night before. There you go. <laughs> see what? See who stood in for a delivery in the spot months, right? And how? Who's putting the screws to these guys? Because something's going on.
1: Shows you how sick we are. Because I do it the same sick. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I joke, Eric, and, and people can see it in our faces. I, my favorite joke is. Uh, the precious metals markets, it's like dog years. Gold and silver will age you three years for every one year of life, right? You just, you will. just the life just drains yeah. out of your face and I get all <laughs> these wrinkles and,
0: yeah.
1: but maybe we're due. All right. Let me, let me uh transition to the shares. Um, Cause I've, I've got a question. I, I just want to get your opinion on for myself. Yeah. Um, it, it is, you get these years like this where prices go down. And for these exploration companies in particular, um, they need cash. I mean, they're constantly burning cash, drilling holes, you know, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then nobody wants to provide them any cash. Yeah. So all of a sudden, they get really financially stressed. I mean, I've got some that are just great that have gone from a dollar down to 10 cents. Right. So and I'm sure you do, too. So what for people out there that are like, OK, um, should I buy some more of that one? Or you know, or are they just screwed at this point? It's too late. How how do you measure? What do you look at to decide whether you want to, not necessarily put good money after bad, but be willing to you know kind of average in a little bit.
0: Sure. Well, it, it you have to have a belief about where the prices are going. So, for example, well, for me yeah. to consider buying a silver company, well, I'm way more open to it today. Okay. So, for example, a little company called Suma Silver had an issue last yeah. week. And I think I ended up buying, uh, you know, 25 percent of the issue. They had some pretty interesting drilling, yeah. and you you have to believe in what you believe in and act accordingly. And there's other companies. I put some money into Newfound Gold two yep. weeks ago. Yep, about saw a that. of that issue, uh, I put money in a little company called Erdene. It's a gold producer in of all countries, Mongolia. Yeah, I remember you but telling Mongolia, me that before. Yep. Mongolia is a um, uh, a place where there's some huge ore bodies thats where the Ivanhoe operation is. So, um, yeah, no, I, I'm looking at things and continuing to put uh, to put money into various investments as the opportunities present themselves.
1: Are, are there metrics you look at the balance sheet and go, okay, they've at least got. A certain amount of cash versus what their market cap is, or is there, are there metrics people can that you'd like to look at that make, that make you think, okay, they're they're going to be okay if price comes back up, they're going to be okay.
0: I think the biggest thing for me, first of all, it's the ore body. It's always the ore body. Yeah, okay? I, I know that it, that contravenes. Well, what about management? You know, it's you got to have the ore body first. That's that's the most important thing. Then, of course, was management open and honest about everything
1: yeah yes
0: they were okay fine at least I, you know we're not being wrung out here because something they've done on we all all know what the financing issues are uh and and given the passage of time i mean every time that silver and gold pop up here trust me there's all sorts of issues coming out uh, stock issues coming out and with 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 silver where it is And with gold, hopefully breaking out of this sort of longer term on this longer term trend, I would think. And and of course, the stock market doing what it's doing where nobody will issue can get an issue off in any security. uh, There's actually some action in some of these gold and silver names. So uh, I'm happy to to stick to the script here and uh, put my money where I think my money should go.
1: And of course, with but as you said, we you still run that risk of like Newfound. Oh, I mean, I know oh, you're a big believer and happy to buy those shares, but here it's yeah. finally starting to perk up and then the rug gets pulled out and falls 20%, you know, and that's just exasperating for people.
0: It's pretty, you know, Craig, one of the things I say about stock issues, and I'll use Newfound as an example. So the stock's at 650, they decided to raise 50 million, they go to their broker, Who's hardly ever bought any shares in the open market? And uh he's got to find people that will buy it. And typically the people that he has to buy it are people who are just ready to spin it out again and anyway. And so we do an issue uh at when the stock was 650. Today it's let's call it, I'll call it 550 for the sake of argument. It's so a little below that right now. So fine, the stock goes down a dollar, the market cap goes down 180 million, and you've raised 50. Uh, why do I think that the shareholders aren't winning much on that deal? Yeah. yeah. You know, like the the managements have to bear in mind there's a cost to raising money. Yeah. And will you please try to mitigate the cost to us shareholders of you running out of money? Try not to run out of money and come into the market at a very, very weak time. Right. Like you gotta wait. You gotta wait. Like I know there was a big silver company, Owen and I I said. To the gentleman who's running, I said, you know, you gotta, if you're going to talk about doing an issue, you better have buyers lined up ahead of time. You just can't go out and throw an issue in
1: <laughs> Yeah. Say,
0: please, please buy me. Okay. That ain't ever going to work. Yeah. You better go and sell somebody. This is a great idea. The guy says, I believe you. I'm going to be good for 25 million to get another guy who's good for 25 million and announce a $75 million deal because the other 25 will come in. But don't go out there when you don't have an order in your back pocket. Yeah, yeah. Your job as management is to get that order. So that's that's what the management have to learn to do. Go and get the orders. So if they can, then uh, they're going to be very successful.
1: Yeah. I You know, um, there, there are still those companies out there that are, maybe they were running two drills and they cut it down to only running one just to try to be a little smarter. Do you yeah. think... Um, is there a certain price level of silver itself that would get outside investment, you know, a little more excited and get, you know, and make it more worthwhile, you know, all of a sudden you get, does silver have to break out above 28 to get the miners viewed favorably again?
0: Well, I, I think we're pretty close now. And one of the things I take great comfort with is that we have computers. Okay. Yeah. And at the end of the day, when the, you ask the computer, "Well, what's performing well?" And the computer says, "Oh, well, you notice that silver and silver stocks are doing well." And the guy says, "What?" And you should buy them. The <laughs> computer tells them, <laughs> but the guy's not thinking about it, right? Because you know they're all it's perboding, and they're shut off from it. Yeah. But the, the great things about computers, that, oh yeah, silver is the number one performer. But next week, silver's the number one performer. Silver's the number one performer. You know, give them about ten in a row, and they'll they'll figure it out. So yeah. they're gonna be coming in here. We see examples of uh, mainline institutions that are thinking about gold and silver. I think the some uh, government agency in Australia announced that they were gonna buy some gold and or gold shares for the big superannuation fund. So that's the sort of thing that I think is gonna happen. Everyone can see what's happening in the currencies. Everyone can see the plight that we're in economically, can't they? You know, wouldn't you? But like to be a little bit diversified here with some asset that might actually go up when everything else is going down.
1: Right, right. Which they're not. Which we can now say they're doing, or
0: at least they're holding their own. Right, holding your own when everything's down twenty five is a pretty good deal.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. What? All right, I I'm with you. I mean, I'm with you, and that probably doesn't surprise anybody. Um, I'm excited about next year in general. Uh, I think there are a lot of things that are going in the right direction for us um but there are risks what what could really upset the apple i mean there are a lot of things that happened this year that we couldn't see coming um what what would be some risk to this overall story do you think uh to keep it from playing out as well as we think it's going to play out next year i mean i don't think there's much
0: much much in the way that would stop silver okay i mean it's just been you got solar you got the electric vehicle you got You have so many uses, you get the Indians buying, you get the the Wall Street silvers buying every day. There's a lot of reasons to think that silver just keeps going here. In fact, I mean, Wall Street silver is going to be getting a lot of uh, runway here with what's happening, right? Yeah. You can imagine, in fact, I think I read that they wanted to move up one of the raid days to December 23rd. I think that's this Friday. Well, we'll
1: see. Did you see that Elon Musk follows Wall Street silver now? As he should. Yeah, I mean, he's he like, he just, he just started following him yesterday. He only follows 165 accounts or something. And he yeah. started following Wall Street Silver yesterday. I'm sure Jim is thrilled. I mean, that's that's yeah. pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Our advice to Elon is you better protect your butt here. Yeah, no do, kidding. Do do what the Indians did. Buy early. Yeah. And it's not late at all. It's not late at all, considering the, stat, the state of the silver market. Yeah. Um, in terms of gold gold's a tougher one because you know there's never a shortage of gold right i mean every ounce of gold everybody is still on the surface of the earth yeah i think the only thing we can hope is that uh, let's hope that gad is right that ted butler's right uh, the other people who believe in a conspiracy that there has been a conspiracy for a long time yes uh, also involving the central banks and the bis and all that stuff and it's finally we're at the end of the road for that and you know, things will be allowed to play out as they should have played out. So that would be my expectation. Uh, could the uh, the banks come back in and slam the silver and gold? Well, yes, you see every now and then they do that. <laughs> That's the one thing they can do. They can slam it for a day or two. Whether yeah. they can sustain it is a yeah. whole different thing because we're going to see that their short position has grown here and Thank God, Ted Butler's is proactive as he is, and he's forever sending stuff to the SEC and the, the any uh, the the people at uh, SLV. There, they've got all these shorts in the SLV and other um, ETF vehicles, and he's kind of all over it here, uh, complaining that why do you let a guy short an SLV that's in silver? Because that means he doesn't have to own it, and, right. and that. <laughs> Right, totally against the uh, aims of the of the ETF. Right. So, anyway, uh, and I am also of the view that that gives me comfort about the precious metal. I just see an economic situation that's kind of collapsing here. Mm-hmm. What did I? Okay, I, what did I read about Ghana? Ghana just turned the back on all their debts yesterday. I heard that the Egyptians are buying gold because they're worried about their banking system. I read mm-hmm. today in Zero Hedge that there's been all of a sudden an increase in borrowings um, from the fed in their discount window by banks
1: yeah yeah
0: which means there's something fundamentally wrong out there yeah. right and why wouldn't there be all of the the assets that they have as collateral for their for their loans is going down in value everything's going down in value yeah other than gold and silver so we have lots of uh, mounting evidence that uh We could be on the right thing. And, you know, when I think back to, well, why didn't it happen earlier? Well, you know, because everyone fell in love with zero interest rates and printing money. Mm -hmm. Even though it was, we all know it's foolish. And we didn't have to pay a price for that. Now we we have to pay a price for it. So that's, things are going, kind of going our way.
1: Well, and and let's, it's just one last question. Let's talk about gold because... Um, obviously gold starts breaking out above 2000, that's people, more people follow gold than they follow silver. So it's going to help silver. Um, as you look over the horizon and you see, you know, like, or let me put it this way, I think the biggest thing that happened all year, if we, when we look back, will be the first weekend of March when the U S seized Russia's, uh, foreign held foreign currency reserves and kicked them out of SWIFT. I think we'll look back in history and go, that was the biggest thing that happened all year. Um, do you think, you know, with the central bank still buying gold, um, I a guy that I know well, you've probably have seen his work, Tom Luongo. Um, Tom thinks that all of a sudden it's beneficial for, especially for the banks in, in, uh, in the ECB to have a higher gold price. Um, do you think things are finally turning in our direction of, Gold as a basis for, you know, currency, for money, you know, bricks, currency, that sort of thing. Is all that stuff possible now, too, finally?
0: I would think that if you were a central banker, whether you're European or Asian or wherever, you're African. When you see what's happened to the currencies, when you see what's happened, when you're on the wrong, wrong part of the team. Yeah. And all of a sudden they see something. All of this has been arguing that you should focus on gold. Uh, they're not going to focus on silver because it's such a small market. Yeah. But yes, it's for sure, focus on gold. And it would appear that they are focusing on gold based on the last uh, quarter's mm-hmm. uh, purchase of gold mm-hmm. by central banks. Right. Mm-hmm. So and it, the logic of it, and some banks are openly speaking out about it, that we want to own more gold. So, yes, I think that their job description would suggest that that's something that they should. Thinking hard about these days, as you watch these currencies being as volatile as here Everyone owns a U.S. currency. It just lost ten percent in the last hmm, six weeks. Ten percent? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. Could I have done differently? Well, maybe you should have owned some gold. That probably compensated for that ten. Yeah. Which did in that same time period.
1: Yeah. So, and I, I wonder if, when we look back a year from now, if we look back and go. You know, it should have been a sign that when everything else was going down in 2023 and stocks were down 25% and bonds are down 25%, but gold was actually green on the year. That should have been a sign.
0: Thank God for computers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, Eric, thank you. It's always so much fun to visit with you. And I know we don't get to do it so frequently anymore, uh, but it's it's great uh, to see you. It's great to visit with you. I hope you have a a great Christmas season. I, I'm not going to root on your Buffalo Bills. I can tell you that. But if they do end up going to the Super Bowl, I'll at least be happy for you.
0: So yeah, good. You. I'll be very happy too. And uh, Craig, look, I I love the work that you do and the work you how you help spread money. And uh, I'm glad to lean in a little when the opportunity presents itself. So, and I'm glad that it looks like things are coming together. I mean, I just think it's coming together for our team. So. Let's hopefully have a great 23.
1: And 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 thank you. I think we and it, it's going to be fun to watch. And hopefully we can visit again uh, soon. And again, I yeah. just I I just I can't stress enough. Uh, please thank Sprout Money uh, for this content. Um, a, a like, a subscribe, whatever. But go to the website. Check out the deals they have. Check out storing your metal there. Uh, it's a great company run by great people. And again, you can find them at sproutmoney.com or call them at eight eight eight. 8610775. Uh Eric, Merry Christmas. I I you shaved your beard. Are your days working at the mall? Bit. Are you already done? A little bit.
0: Yeah, I know it's, it's still a bit of a rough patch there, but
1: <laughs> well, you know, and, and I I kept every time I'd see Santa at the mall, I'd go up and tug and see if that was maybe you. But now I guess I don't have to worry have about to- that.
0: You're going to get yourself in some trouble there, my friend.
1: Well, I noticed when you lean back, <laughs> your, your, belly, your belly jiggles like a bowl full of jelly. So you got that there part go. going. But I do, too. I can tell you that. Okay, anyway.
0: Look, thanks for the opportunity.
1: Uh, it's Good always great fun. You. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And uh, I look forward to seeing where we go next year.
0: All the best to you and the listeners. I hope they all have a very rewarding 2023.
1: Yeah. All let's of it. hope. All right. And from all of us here at Sprout Money News and SproutMoney.com, again, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, all that stuff. And uh, we look forward to a great 2023.